0: Hello, I'm Nikki Patrick and welcome to It's Somewhere in the Bottom of My Handbag. Each episode, my expert guests will share three top tips that you can put into you straight away or you can tuck them away in your handbag and whip them out when you or a friend needs them. They're little tips that just help to make life a little bit easier. Today we're looking at sleep. Are you a tosser and a turner desperately trying to get to sleep? Or maybe you wake up in the middle of the night and your mind is just racing. Perhaps you're that enviable sort of person that can just fall asleep anywhere at any time. I'm so jealous of you. I can't sleep on a plane. It's just too uncomfortable. I've had a very mixed relationship with sleep. When I was little, it was just the worst thing in the world to be told. It was bedtime. And I used to dream of a time when I was an adult and I could go to bed whenever I wanted to with nobody telling me that I had to go to bed. From about 18 to 25, I lived on very little sleep. I used to work hard and party hard. And because of that, I'm dedicating this episode to a very dear friend of mine, Julie. Julie and I have shared many a hotel room and flat together when we were on tour and I broke her, I wore her out. So this is when we were dancers every night after the show. We go out to clubs, we go for dinner and we got back to the hotel. We were staying in Singapore at the time. I was like, do you know what? I'm still ready to go out and do a bit more partying. This was about two in the morning and Julie just went, no, I can't do this anymore. She said, I look 10 years older than you. You're wearing me out. Can't you just lie in bed and read a book? My lack of sleep did catch up with me in the end and I now absolutely adore sleeping. Weekday mornings I have to be up at early o'clock to do a breakfast show so I absolutely treasure a lion at the weekends. But how do you get good quality sleep? Sleep is so important. So I'm delighted to welcome onto the podcast. You've got sleep psychotherapist and author Heather Darwall Smith. Hello, Heather. How did you become a sleep psychotherapist?
1: Hello, and um, thank you for having me on today. Well, originally I trained as a mindfulness psychotherapist and was very much focused on trauma and how the body responds to life in general. And if you think about anxiety as the body doing a really fantastic job of keeping us safe, it goes into hyperarousal because it wants to keep us awake. And there's the key. It keeps us awake. So I became very interested in sleep because the body is clearly doing a good job of keeping us awake. But of course, it's counterintuitive because if we can't sleep, then we really tend to struggle in the world.
0: Well, it is a nightmare, the lack of sleep, isn't it? I mean, I remember, you know, when my daughter first came along and she didn't sleep. And it was just, well, I just felt beside myself. I was like a zombie for five years. So I truly appreciate the quality of a good night's sleep now.
1: Yeah, it is important. And I think new parenthood is one of those really tricky situations because our baby's circadian rhythm, that's how we sleep is not aligned with that of an adult who is managing life, work, maybe other children and everything that that involves. So it is, um, I think it's a real anomaly of nature and it does that to us that we, at the one time where we need a lot of sleep because baby needs sleep, we're not getting any. I
0: know, I've always wished that we had a little button that you could just press. It's like, right, I'm going to sleep now for X amount of hours. And on this, quick on the subject before we get on to our top tips, Do you think eight hours is the golden amount of sleep or really does it depend on everybody's body?
1: Absolutely not. There's a real myth out there about the importance of eight hours of sleep and it causes quite a lot of anxiety because a lot of people come to me and say, oh, I'm not getting eight hours sleep. Well, actually the um, recommended amount is between seven and nine hours and typically most adults do very well at about seven to seven and a half hours sometimes you'll get more and sometimes you'll get less but the important part is not hanging your hat on saying I must get eight hours sleep because that is quite a direct route to anxiety about it it changes throughout our lives when we're teenagers we need a lot more as we progress through life as you said a new parent you don't tend to get much and then as we change again through menopause and as we age sleep changes again so It's an inconsistent beast but the key really is to focus on the quality of it, not the quantity and know that your body knows how to do it.
0: So what is your first top tip on getting good quality sleep?
1: I think that's very much about this idea of sleep changing. So it really is important to take it a normal thing to have a bumpy night here and there. So to not worry about it. and I think that's key. Don't worry if you have a bumpy night your body has an internal system called sleep pressure, which the more you're awake, the more pressure builds up. So your body will seek to take the recovery when it can. So it's really important not to worry. A good way to think about it is if you're going 70 miles an hour on the motorway and you're sleep deprived, your body will seek to take sleep. It's that powerful. So yes, that's something to think about about driving, but it's also something to think about reminding yourself not to worry. Your body knows how to do this.
0: Yeah, I have once woken up on a motorway with a lorry bibbing me as I was heading towards the central reservation. And it's like, do you know what? It's time to pull over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I
1: mean, that's that's a very big conversation about drowsy driving that I'm not sure we have time no. for today. Um, but yeah, I think it's a useful example of how powerful the sleep drive is.
0: Oh, it certainly is. And what would your second top tip be?
1: I'm always talk to people about movement and especially now during the pandemic where that's become much harder for a lot of us because we've been locked down but movement really matters. Now I'm not a fan of devices that record sleep but I am a fan of step counters just to remind you to keep moving so set yourself a target and to move much more than you think you are. The other way to move, I mean, you don't necessarily have to be doing steps. It could just be that you're in the kitchen and every time you go down to get a drink, you have a quick boogie to your favorite track. But movement, regular movement across the day makes a radical difference to a good night's sleep.
0: Is that because you're burning off more energy? Otherwise, if you don't do that, when you get to bed, your body's still full and bubbling and needs to get rid of it.
1: Well, it's, yeah, that's multiple reasons and I also, it's an interesting one you just said. I often talk about stress, for example, as your body as a bottle of Zivy drink that's full of stress hormones, adrenaline and cortisol, which need to be released, otherwise the pressure builds up. But we are built to move. Our bodies are built for movement. So the more we move, the more the body works better. So overall, if you're able to move, your body will know what to do and it's part of what tires you out as well to help you sleep more.
0: Thank you. And what's your third tip?
1: One of the big things that people talk about is that they can't switch their mind off. Um, Firstly, I want to say that's really normal. Um, Even people who are meditating will say, I can't turn my mind off, but actually it's about observing the mind, not trying to turn it off. So the primary reason for that racing mind, again, is stress because there's a lot of cortisol in your body. And of course, that's trying to keep you awake. It's trying to process what you need to do. So one of the things that I recommend to people is to allow themselves 10 minutes in the evening where they sit down and they write down everything that they're worried about. And it's to do this on the clock and then you slam the book shut and you can walk away. You're able then to tell your mind when it starts to spin before going to bed that everything's dealt with, you know where you've put it, and you can return to it the next day. There's nothing more you can do about it. It's very much a discipline, and it's something that needs practice over and over again. The brain and body love repetition. And giving yourself permission to do that worrying is a really good way to clear that racing mind.
0: Oh, that is a really good idea, isn't it? Because you think, no, I've already written it down, it's all sorted, so now's my time to just relax and go back to sleep.
1: Yeah, it's fascinating too because it gives you a really useful evidence base. Over time you can flick backwards and go, gosh, look, I was putting all that energy into that worry and I didn't need to. So it really helps to reframe your relationship with worry and that racing mind.
0: And the thing that's becoming more and more evident is how plastic our brains are and how we can change all of the habits that we don't like and make our life better.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I talk about this. If if you're of a certain age and you used to play a record over and over again and you create a groove in that record, so the brain is the same. It creates a groove. But to change it, you literally have to pick the needle up and move it and keep moving it to create a new groove. And we know now that the brain is plastic and that that is possible. Um, but it requires repetition. It requires a little bit of discomfort. To make that change needs that discomfort, but as you push through, it becomes habitual and change will stick.
0: That is a great analogy and I love a good analogy Heather thank you for that. So our top tips are don't worry if you have a bumpy night it's going to happen so don't make yourself stressed about it. The second tip movement set yourself a target for regular movement in the day because we're built to move and it'll help you to have a better night's sleep. And the third one which is genius make sure because we all struggle with switching off at times make sure 10 minutes before you go to bed you write down everything that you're worried about and then it's all on paper you can remind your brain no dealt with it now is sleep time Heather thank you so much for these
1: that's fine it just uh hope that it helps um there's a lot of things that are out there that you can do it's very individual different things for work for different people but the big big one is to try not to worry about sleep because the more you worry conversely the more difficult it will become to sleep your body knows how to do it So let it do what it knows how to do.
0: Heather, can you give us your website so we can find out a little bit more about Chi?
1: Yeah, my website is com, And I also have a book, The Science of Sleep, where that's a collection of nearly 200 questions that I get asked about sleep, what does and doesn't work, what supplements do I, don't I take. But there's a whole mix of questions in that book that a lot of answers for some of the things we've been discussing.
0: And is your book available through your website?
1: No, it's on all major booksellers online. I don't have a link at the moment. I think I've got a, a link to my publisher, which is Dorling and Kindersley, and you can buy direct from them as well.
0: Well, Heather, I mean, that's like a sleep Bible, isn't it, that book?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it, it was a very interesting process to really explore some very random questions, things like, will the Earth's magnetic pole affect where I put my bed? All sorts of different questions came up because that's, that's what happens. I get asked all sorts of different things every single day and I really wanted an evidence base as to how to answer those questions.
0: Well, Heather, it sounds absolutely fascinating and thank you so much for coming on today. It's been an absolute pleasure to chat to you. So, Heather Darwall-Smith, thank you and we look forward to good night's sleeps all round now.
1: Great. Happy dreams.